going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Exodus 3, 2-4. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Joshua 24, 14 to 15. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshiped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household... We will serve the Lord. For Samuel 3, 4, Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. Luke 1, 30-31 and 38. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. Matthew 4, 18 to 20, as Peter was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Acts 8, 26 to 30, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandaki, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on the way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot. What is the theme? Obedience. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know, three weeks ago, Pastor Steve told us that a good sermon always has three points. Two weeks ago, Greg followed that advice, though one point had three subpoints. Last week, Pastor Steve's sermon had ten points. So for me, anything goes. Anything goes. So what do you suppose the point of this sermon is going to be? Obedience. It might be pointless if you leave thinking the way you thought when you walked in the door and making the choices that you would make whether you were here or not. I pray that it is not pointless. There are no surprises in this service. Well, not exactly. There's some, maybe some surprises, but no surprise as to what my point is. At the end of this service, I want you 
to decide to stretch. I want you to decide to do something uncomfortable. And what I really would love for you to choose to do is to participate in the study that you received when you came in the door. Whatever that means, and we'll talk about it more later, and I'm going to challenge you to join a small group. Okay? So I'm putting it right out there. I'm not going to lead up to it and hit you over the head with it. I'm telling you, that's where we're going today. We're talking about obedience, and we're talking about stretching. So my question for you is knowing that, what are you thinking? I can predict what some of you are thinking. Some of you are thinking, phew, I'm off the hook. I already signed up. I'm ready to do this. Good for you. Keep listening, though, because there may be more stretching that you can do. Some of you are thinking, well, maybe. Maybe I'll do this. I mean, uh, uh, maybe. I'll think about it. Good. Because maybe I can help you get there. And some of you are thinking, I am so tired of people telling me what to do in this church. I just want to come. I want to come on Sunday mornings. I want to go live my life. I'm good to go when I walk out the door. I don't want to stretch. I don't want to do a small group. I just want to do my thing. I'm not going to ask for hands. It's really depressing <laughs> if I ask for hands. Some of us are really comfortable where we are. And the challenge for me, and the challenge for any of us when we preach, is to maybe make you a little uncomfortable so that something changes. I have on my, on my computer tower a stick, one of those post-it notes, and it has a job description for a pastor. And it says, the pastor's job is to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. I, I need to do that. It's my job. So if you feel afflicted today, just know that I'm doing what I think God is calling me to do. No, I'm doing what I know God is calling me to do. I'd like for you to watch a very short video. And it's a fun one, but one that makes you think. Lynn. Jesus, I am so excited today. It's like I woke up and thought, today is the day to get working for Jesus. Kat, I'm so excited to find someone who's ready to take action and get things done. Oh, man, I am that girl. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I've got something perfect for you, so let's get started. Okay. What are you doing? Uh, stand up. Remember, we were going to take action. Yeah, but this is where I always sit. Right, but I need more than this. Oh, I know what you're getting at. Okay, Jesus, how much do you want? What? $50, is that enough? Oh, uh, that's not what I meant. Oh, uh, all right, well, 100 then, you know. I mean, you drive a hard bargain. Uh, uh, okay, um, but um, you might not want to cash this till next Friday, you know what I'm saying? Right. There you go. <laughs> okay, okay, Kat, really, I, I do think it's great that you want to give, but I want you to mentor a younger woman. Ooh, yeah, right. Well, Jesus, you know, I'm not really into, like, teaching people and stuff. I mean, I'm not, I don't really get into that. Okay. Um, okay, you, you know that woman at the office, Amy? Yeah. 
I want you to take her out to lunch. Tell her about me. Um, well, Amy is different. I mean, like, really different, you know? I know, but she needs to know about me. Mm, and I can tell the people at the church to call her. I mean, they get paid to do things like that. I want you to do that. Jesus, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. No, Kat, the problem is you're too comfortable. Are we comfortable? Don't hit. <laughs> it's so fun. Did you get a rubber band when you came in? I hope you did. If you didn't, you know, we can, well, I don't know that we can hand them out, but would you please take your rubber band? You may not shoot anybody, especially not me. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, Mary, this was probably not the best idea. <laughs> Give them ammunition here. Um, if you would, hold it up. Okay. Holding it up like that, how useful is it? Is it serving a purpose? Maybe it's entertaining you. Yes, sure? It has potential. I like that. I like that. It has potential, but is it worth anything? Dan's revving up. (laughs) What do you have to do to make this worth anything? Ah, you have to stretch it. This is a quote that I found. Christians are much like the rubber band. We were put on this earth to be doers of God's word. To do that, we must stretch ourselves out of our everlasting comfort zones so that we can be effective. One of the hardest things for us to do is to get out of our comfort zones, but to be effective for God, we must do it. I have read the Bible through and through, and I have never seen anywhere in it that God says that he wants us all to be comfortable and cozy. I have never read where God wants us to have it really easy and smooth, have you? Is that anywhere in Scripture, that we're to be comfortable? We're to be comforted, but not comfortable. Philippians 3, 13 to 15 says this, Brothers and sisters, I do, con- no, sorry, I do not consider myself yet to have taken a hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul writes, I press on. I stretch, I strain towards what is ahead. Back in verse 5, Paul has said, these are his qualifications. He was circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, a Pharisee. He met Jesus in person, and he says, I've not made it yet. I haven't taken a hold of it yet. How many of us say to ourselves, we're satisfied? I'm spiritually mature enough. I come to church on Sunday, that's enough. 
I, I, maybe some of you are in a small group. I, I do my study, my small group say, that's enough. If Paul can sit in a prison and say, I haven't yet taken a hold of it. I'm straining towards what's ahead, not looking behind, because if you're a runner and you look behind, what happens? You slow down and you lose momentum. He's straining, he's stretching towards that prize. The word here for the Greek means to stretch towards it. So you think a picture of a runner, when they're coming up to that finish line, what do they do? What do they do? You, you, you know the stance they take. They're like this. They're straining. They want to get there. Do we have that sense in our walk with God that we're straining to do more, to be more, to be all that God created us to do? He chose us to go and bear fruit, not to be comfortable. 1 John 2, 15 through 17 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world, for if anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. What happens when instead of stretching ourselves towards God, we're stretching ourselves towards the world. We're wanting those things in the world that seem so wonderful. What happens when it lets us down? Anybody been let down? When you've really worked hard, you put years and years into a career and suddenly you're laid off. Did it let you down? How about the house that means so much to you or the things that you have and suddenly everything turns upside down and it lets you down? We strain towards the world because the world tells us this is where satisfaction is, this is where joy is. But the world doesn't tell us the truth. God's word tells us the truth. Could I have a volunteer up here? This would be fun for a young person. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, that was an example of obedience. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Ryan's a good sport. Okay, so Ryan, you're going to have so much fun with this. Okay, take a hold of the end of that. Now, Ryan, you are the world. Okay, awesome. Well, we need some work. Okay, so we are stretching this. I'm so going to regret this. Okay, so what happens when the world lets us down? Let go. Ow. <laughs> no, no problem. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Is that accurate? Is that accurate? Now, take your own rubber band. <laughs> and you're like, no, turn to your neighbor. No, you don't have to do this. <laughs> but this is what we do, isn't it? This is what we do. We strain, we stretch to the world. And the world pulls us and pulls us and pulls us, and then it lets us down. And let me tell you, that was not fun. I chose a really thick thing, so it really didn't hurt that badly. 
But it does hurt. It stings when the world lets us down. So if you have, I, I do want you to take your rubber bands now. Take your rubber band and stretch it up like this. You know, as far as you can without breaking it. It's pretty thick, so hopefully you won't. And just hold it there for a minute or two. Okay, Scott, you can do this too. There's rubber bands for you because I knew you didn't have one. <laughs> I didn't want Scott to be left out. Okay, how you doing? Does that feel pretty good? Anybody getting tired? Okay, the, the up and down works better than this way. This way's easier. Oh, Joe's back there having a ball. Okay, so what would you typically do to release the pressure? Okay, what do you do? You let go, don't you? Okay, but what if that's God? Because God's on top, right? What if the pressure is released by this? Do you understand the difference? Okay, when God stretches us, the way to find him more clearly and maybe to release some of that stress is to step closer to him. Yes? Yes? And will he let go? Never. Never. When we choose to stretch ourselves towards God, when we choose to fulfill our purposes for him, he's got the other end. And each time that we go closer to him, he stretches us further, doesn't he? And then what happens? We move further. The problem is, so often, we stop. We just stop. And God wants us to stretch, but we say, no, I do enough. And we do wonderful things, but there's more. There's so much more. Is it easy to grow in our faith? Is it easy to follow Christ? I got a, a T-shirt for Christmas and it says, with faith, all things are possible. Would you agree? You know what I love about the shirt? It has an extra little circle below it, and it says, but not easy. With faith, and we sang the song, with faith, all things are possible, but not necessarily easy. When you look at the passages that I read at the beginning, it talks about Noah Moses, Joshua, Samuel, Mary, Peter, Andrew, and Philip. Did they stretch? Think about that rubber band. Boy, that was one quick, tight rubber band. Imagine Noah being told to build an ark. And there's so much more that I left out because it was all the different dimensions of the ark. So he's told to do this. He's told to take all of these animals in the ark. And he's told it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. It had never rained before. It had never rained before. And so there was faith there. And what did Moses, 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 this is good, a bridge version, put the two together. What did Noah do? He did everything that the Lord commanded him. And what were their lives like, these people that I read about? I'm sorry? They were persecuted, well, not necessarily the ones at the beginning, but do you think they kind of had some fun? Do you think? I think 
when you say no to God, you miss out on so much. They said yes, their lives were anything but ordinary. We think that we can be happy through all the stuff that we have, through the priorities that we have that put so many other things before God and before our, before our relationship with Christ, sports, activities, having fun, even families and friends. Pastor Steve talked about this last week. And yes, those things are good and they're okay as long as they're not first, as long as what is holding the other end of this rubber band is God and you're holding on with everything you have. Listen to what the Psalms have to say about happiness. The word that is translated happy can also be translated as blessed. You may have heard it this way before. Listen to what God's word says brings happiness. Happy is the one, this is Psalm 1, happy is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Another one, happy is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Another, happy are those who dwell in your house, Lord. They are ever praising you. Happy are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Another, happy are those who have learned to acclaim you, Lord, who walk in the light of your presence. They rejoice in your name all day long. They celebrate your righteousness. Happy is the one you discipline, Lord. Ooh. The one you teach from your law, you grant them relief from days of trouble. Happy are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Happy are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Happy are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. Happy are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. Happy are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord of their God. In Psalm 37, verses 3 to 4, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Why in the world would someone say no? Someone, why would they say no? to choosing to make God top priority? Why would someone not want a closer relationship with Christ and to learn how to live out their faith in a way that makes a difference in the world and brings joy to them as they find their purpose? Why? Why would anyone give that up? In my own walk, I've had moments when I've thought, well, because it's too hard. It's too much work. Or I've got other things to do. I, I've done that. I started out in this church as a pew warmer. And I was really good at it for a very long time. But once I started saying yes, it was like on Pastor Steve's desk, there's a water ski boat and a water skier. And any of you that's been in his office, you've seen this. That's what it's like. It's fun. And it's wonderful to watch what God can do when we say yes. The study that we're going to be looking at 
talks about taking your faith into real life. We've been programmed through centuries to think of our faith as something that we do in church and not something that we do in every aspect of our lives. And we've created to-do lists that we check them off to make sure we're okay. Well, we're okay by grace. But we miss so much when we don't fulfill our purpose, when we don't stretch. Stretching is good for you. It's January. You should know that. All the ads are telling you. You need to stretch. You need to exercise. But we need to stretch spiritually as well. And so I encourage you today, think about it. Think about stretching. Look at that rubber band and see how useless it is if it's just sitting there in your hand. Would you pray with me, please? Lord God, it's a strange prayer, but make us into stretched rubber bands for you. And Lord, take a hold of that end. Hold it tight that we can trust that you have it. And that, Lord, as we step towards you, you will step towards us. And then, Lord, let us be willing to stretch some more. Because only in that will we find the joy of serving you and knowing that we are fulfilling what you have for us. It's so much more than what the world has. Lord, we love you. Challenge us, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. If we could have the ushers come forward to receive the offering, please. Let's worship, let's worship.